this is proof that the vaccines are technology and they're not biological. And this can be found in the Operation Warp Speed contract, the vaccine patents themselves, and the Pfizer documents that they wanted to hide for 75 years. For three generations. So the Operation Warp Speed Department of Defense contract classifies the COVID injections, not as biologicals, but as electromagnetic devices. So let that sink in. This COVID injection experiment has grown these soft actuators inside of the bodies of billions of people across the planet. These people's bodies, without their knowing, are now connected to the Internet of Things in an Internet of Bodies through the EMF signals that not only communicate with the soft actuators growing in veins, but can control movements inside the person's body and probably much more. So this is how they hook up human bodies to the Internet of Things using 6G, 7G terahertz and graphene nanotech in the COVID injections. The networks that hook up human bodies to the Internet has just been established. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. This is an urgent broadcast and update that you're not going to want to miss. Those were my friends, Hope and Tavon, researchers from Morocco. And let me tell you, we have their genocidal beast plan. It's all right here. It's all laid out in black and white, in their own words, in their own documents, friends. Please spread this one far and wide. And one more word. Did you know that in this fallen world, Rolling Stone and Disney love pedophiles and child traffickers as much as Bud Light and Target love the groomers and the trannies? Yes, Rolling Stone has maligned Sound of Freedom as a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The writer of that article, Miles Klee, is obviously someone who cares very much about covering up for child sex trafficking, just as Disney, which owned the rights to Sound of Freedom, refused to release the movie. Only until the movie rights were acquired by Angel Studios did this movie get out and pound the crap out of the $300 million debacle, the woke Indiana Jones movie. Friends, we are winning the war so much so that look what they're doing to suppress the film Sound of Freedom. You can hear all about it at my site, thephaser.com, where AMC turned the air conditioning off in the one theater showing Sound of Freedom and then refunded all of the tickets to the people who had pre-bought. You just can't make this stuff up, and now the enemies of humanity are showing themselves for exactly who they are, lovers of Lucifer and haters of children. Friends, buckle up. This is one of the most important broadcasts of the year. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Well, it's no surprise to my listeners that the U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 70s when the dollar decoupled from gold. And the government seems bent on continuing the tradition of debasing your money. From now until the next elections, the government will just print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. This means one thing. The security of your family and your future is in your hands. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. Make sure you retain the value of your wealth. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is the one asset that is proven to withstand recession, inflation, and just about all economic threats. Noble Gold Investments is here to help you if you want to invest in gold. And this month, you're able to get a 24-karat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. 
Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, I say it every time, but it's true, guys. It's wonderful to have you back. Thank you so much for finding us wherever you have. Hopefully, that's over on Rumble, which, frankly, is kind of starting to do about as well as we ever did on YouTube. And I'm very grateful for that platform, as well as BitChute, etc., uh, Cloud Hub, wherever you found us, thanks for tuning in. SGTReport.com is a sure way to find us every single time. And I'm very glad to have back on the line for a very serious, sobering conversation. Hope and Devon, my researcher friends from Morocco. Guys, welcome back. Hi, everybody. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks oh, my gosh, me. guys. It's so good to see you again. And in this one, guys, we're going to be talking about the Internet of Things, bio nano machines, the nanotech pandemic. And did you all know that the United Nations and the World Economic Forum using satellites? Well, they want to link our digital IDs, which they all want us to have, to our bank accounts. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Guys, before we get into the deep end here with Hope and Devon, I want to turn it over to them. I do want to play a snippet from a Greg Reese report, evidence for a connection between coronavirus disease and exposure to radio frequency radiation from wireless, including 5G. Hope and Devon, do you think we should lead with that? Because I think we're going to get into the deep end here in our conversation about not just 5G, 6G, 7G. These people are never going to stop trying to fry us. I think that's a great place to start and love Greg Reese's work. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Before we do that, I do want to point out the website here, guys. Fix the World Morocco. That's ftwproject.com. And we will talk a little bit later in the show about how you can protect yourself and your family from EMF radiation and this war against humanity, this war being waged on all of us. Let's play this piece from Greg Reese, guys, regarding 5G and uh, what was widely being called coronavirus. Research conducted by Beverly Rubick from the College of Integrative Medicine and Health Sciences in California and Robert Brown from the Department of Radiology at Hammett Hospital in Pennsylvania, recently published online at NIH.gov, provides scientific evidence that 5G played a role in the COVID-19 pandemic. The authors began their research based on the correlation between COVID-19 and international communities that recently established 5G networks. COVID-19 began in Wuhan, China in December 2019, shortly after 5G had gone live on October 31st. Guys, this is actually old news. You all know that story, but I just wanted to reemphasize how important it is that we pay attention to the 5G, the RF microwave radiation that we're all being bombarded with. And in this report, we're going to find out it's worse than just 5G, isn't it, guys? Yeah, you really want to pay attention to where these controlling powers are putting all of their resources and all of their money and all of their energy and attention. And it definitely has been into building this infrastructure of technology. And we're starting to understand why and what it's what it's heading towards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially when you look at the chronology of how this technology has developed over the years. And also, uh, I think I speak for both of us when we're we're really proud to be able to present this information, finding the research that others have put out before us. And like what you just found, Sean, um, you know, people are starting to look at that the information now in hindsight, what happened recently, and are starting to draw the connection. So we're standing on the shoulders of giants, and I'm just glad to be able to be in this position. Yeah, we're just doing our little assignment here from God to try to help in this fight against evil. Well, you guys are among my favorite researchers, as is Greg Reese. And uh, standing on the shoulders of giants, we should mention the work of Deb Tavares in this area regarding 5G, which is a weapons system which can be used to fry your eyeballs. I'm loosely quoting 
Deb Tavares in an interview that I did with her that went viral. It is a weapon of war, 5G. And uh, Greg Reese, working for Alex Jones over there, got it right, just like Alex Jones has been getting it right. You guys realize he's got a website called Infowars.com. Well, he also had a sister website called PrisonPlanet.com. And uh, I know Infowars is so much bigger right now, they probably just let Prison Planet die in the vine there. But uh, Prison Planet, that's what they're building for us, guys. Hope and Mm -hmm. Devon, they are building a Prison Planet, biometric ID, track and trace systems, social credit scores, digital ID, uh, digital currency, all linked to your digital ID. And if they don't like your politics, well, you don't get to buy, sell or trade. Yeah. And we think that one of the best uh, weapons of defense that people can have against what they're trying to do to us is knowledge. And that's kind of like what we're trying to do here is just try to explain things in the best way that we can so that anyone with the eyes to see and the ears to hear can can get this knowledge and the more you know the better you can fight back and protect yourself and your family in addition to this presentation that we put together for you and your audience sean we've been putting together just some like educational videos that just kind of walk everybody through step by step exactly what was done to people during what they call covid and this this whole covid agenda and so those will be coming out in the next couple of days and um, hopefully we can share those as well to your audience so that people can just really start to share these things to educate people on what really happened to all of us in the last three years. Yeah, the war on humanity just keeps ramping up. And I'm sure you guys are well aware of what's going on right now in France as they, the immigrants, the illegals, the uh, invaders loot, riot and burn the place to the ground. And it's all Mm. by design, just like this weapon system, 5G, just like this war against humanity and the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. It's all by design. None of this happened by accident and it's all premeditated. I'll turn it over to you guys because I want people to really understand the premeditated nature of this war against humanity and the mass murder that is currently happening as Edward Dowd has accounted for in his book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. I think as we have this conversation with Hope and Devon, we have to ask ourselves, how much of it is the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine? How much of it is 5G radiation, RF radiation, microwave radiation? How much of it is a combination of both? We're going to continue to ask that question moving forward. I'm turning it over to you guys. Where should we begin? Well, I'll just start sharing my screen. And as you had just mentioned, um, this technology, the more we research, it really started getting developed hardcore about 30 years ago. Yeah. And we are now believing that perhaps the whole cause of the COVID pandemic was to get this technology that they've been working on for 30 years inside of the bodies of 5.55 billion people. So that's that's where we think it is. So um, you can see my screen. OK, right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, we're calling this this one nanotech pandemic, and I'll have Tavon start us off by reading through the summary of what we're going to cover today. Okay, we're going to cover the UN and WEF using uh, low Earth orbit satellites to link digital ID to everyone's bank accounts. Um, that also the the fact that no one was told that they were being injected with electromagnetic devices. We'll also discuss quantum dot technology in the injections is what enables the EMF communication and Bluetooth codes from human bodies. And nanotech is programmed to manipulate the electrical balance in your body. The shocking new tests showing hydrogel programmable plastic in vaccinated blood. And also we are able to finally explain 
the white fiber structures pulled out of the vaccinated deceased after the end of a, a 18 month investigation that we've been doing. Um, and how they hook up human bodies to the internet using 6G, 7G, terahertz, and graphene nanotech in the COVID injections. And finally, we'll, we'll start touching on what's called the internet of nano things, the internet of bio nano things, and the internet of space things. So let's start with what just recently happened a couple of months ago. Okay, so um, there was a uh, United Nations planning and digital ID linked to bank accounts uh, document that was released, and it was a plan. And part of the plan, which is similar to the system developed by the World Economic Forum, is outlined three new policy briefs from the UN titled A Global Digital Compact, Reforms to the International Financial Architecture and the Future of Outer Space Governance. Now, essentially, the objective is to have people, devices, and entities all tied up in a connected network that could be apparently be central, centrally administered, seemingly by unelected bureaucrats. And these came out in May of uh, this year, uh, 2023. Yeah, so I went through all three of these documents and read them, which if anybody has read any of these UN documents, <laughs> it's not the most fun thing in the world to do because it's a lot of double speak and a lot of twisted words. But um, I was able to pull some things out of these documents. Uh, but the third, the first thing that you might be asking, that third document there about the future of outer space government governance, what does outer space have to do with digital IDs and bank accounts? That's the first thing I asked when I saw that. And so this UN document is all about who gets to control the satellites which is what they're using to track human beings through their bodies and controlling your data. Okay, and this is a, a World Economic Forum um, headline, uh, how low Earth orbit satellite technology can connect the unconnected. If you look at this technology, uh, one of the main, uh, they, they go through a series of what we call nomenclature, using changing of words to make it more appealing to the masses. They tell you one thing, you, you're familiar with this, Sean, they tell you one thing to get you excited about some something more nefarious or, or hidden that they really have plans for. Um, these are the bullet words they use uh, to get people excited or to, to draw up investment or things like that. Digital inclusivity, or they'll say something like to reduce the digital inequality gap or to bridge the digital divide, or uh, 2.9 billion people still don't use the internet. You know, they're, they're not mindful of their living conditions, but they'll say that. Um, barriers to connectivity, or closing the connectivity gaps. You get a peaceful uses for outer space, access to space-based assets, which is very uh, ambiguous, and universal internet connectivity. And the WEF says that low Earth orbit satellites are the only option that could connect the 2.9 billion people in the world that are still not connected to the Internet. They're really concerned about those that are not hooked up into the grid. Who are living in Tibet. Yeah. And they, they say that, uh, you know, low Earth orbit satellites are the only thing that can be done. So just to give you guys an idea of how much money and how much how many satellites are, are going up right now, the European Union recently announced plans for a low Earth orbit satellite system worth 6 billion euros. The EU is entering what they're calling a space Internet race where technology. Technology giants are spending billions of dollars on LEO satellite technology to close the global connectivity gaps. Uh, SpaceX's Starlink 
Elon Musk's satellite internet venture has deployed nearly 2,000 satellites in orbit and has applied for licenses to fly more than 40,000 satellites. And Bill Gates has backed a $1 billion plan to cover Earth in Big Brother satellites capable of streaming live and unfiltered HD footage of the planet. They say there'll be 500 low-Earth orbit satellites that have cameras pointed onto the Earth that will create real-time imagery that people can view on their cell phones. Bill Gates, that name just continues to pop up behind every nefarious plan, buying up all the most valuable farmland in the United States or releasing malaria mosquitoes, GMO mosquitoes in Florida and Texas, blocking out the sun to prevent what they call climate change. I mean, every nefarious plan. And by the way, guys, I did a video a few years back called Rothschild Trillions Quantified. And you can still find that over on Alt Censored if you use Bing as a search mechanism. You can find Mm -hmm. it. And it's sobering. I watched it the other night and I sort of remarked to my son. I said, how did I even write that? Because it's so spot on. The Rothschilds, it just begs the question, who's really behind Bill Gates? I know he's the face. He's the Dr. Evil kind of James Bond evil figure, the front facing figure for all of this nefarious activity. But he's not the man who's really behind all of it. He's not the entity. I think it's the committee of 300 well-heeled multi-trillionaires that control the planet. I agree with you, Sean. Um, I think, David, I call them the shadow people in one of his books, um, the ones that nobody can see, but they're the ones that are that are like controlling all the puppets. I, I think you're you're spot on with that. Um, Sean, I want you to take a look at this this chart here and it's, tell me if you see what I saw. This chart comes from that document from the UN about the satellites and global governance. Just take a look at the timeline and take a look at how many satellites they suddenly were putting into space. Do you see what I see? Does it coincide with the uh, COVID pandemic? Yes, it does. I mean, why would you be shooting thousands and thousands of extra, I mean, exponentially more satellites into space <laughs> during a pandemic? What what else was being erected during that time? The 5G towers were going up at record speeds at that same time. So when I saw this chart, which again, I just saw this, this, this came out like two months ago. And I was like, well, that, that tells me a lot. So it's getting very congested up there in low earth orbit. Check out this chart from the UN paper on how many LEO satellites were launched into space. Look at the timing during the pandemic is when they launched the most. It almost makes you think that the LEO satellites and the nanochips and the vaccines were connected somehow. (laughs) Perhaps they had to get 5.55 billion people injected with nanotech sensors to complete their LEO control grid. Perhaps that's the reason why they did COVID was to convince a large people, a large part of the world's population to inject themselves with nanotech sensors. I know that I'm just speculating here, but these are the types of questions that run across my mind when I see stuff like this. Yeah. It sounds like a conspiracy. You're describing what I think the mainstream media would call a conspiracy. So that makes you a conspiracy theorist. And that kind of conversation is not allowed on MSNBC or CNN. You can only have those conversations in the real news media, like on SGT report. And uh, it just begs the question, the Internet of Things. Is that what this is all about, guys? Because they want to track everything on planet Earth. I'm talking about animals. I'm talking about everything you buy at the grocery store, every human activity and everything you do in real time. They want to track it in real time in their Internet of Things. Well, how else are they going to get there? How else are they going to achieve it than by launching all of these satellites and trying to track and trace us through the vaccines? 
every surface, not just people and, and, and animals, but every single surface is being tracked and read. They call it sensing. We'll get into that in, the, in, the, in a little bit. But yeah, I am a conspiracy theorist. I'm <laughs> proud of it. And I have a very fancy top hat uh, shaped tinfoil hat to, to prove it. So. Yeah. Well, let me just say, it's so funny how so many of these conspiracy theories are now being proven as conspiracy facts. And I'm talking mm. about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine that's killing people at an unprecedented rate as documented in Cause Unknown by Ed Dowd. I'm talking about the fact that they are spraying the skies and they're openly now talking about dimming the sun. Have you seen the new news item from the Biden administration? They're openly saying they want to dim the skies to save us from climate change. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's amazing the things that come out of his mouth. They're so evil. Okay, so um, now we're going to link what we found with the uh, discoveries of uh, Karen Kingston and, and what she and her work. And this what this is this slide is dealing with and no one was told that they were being injected with electromagnetic devices. Um, so the governments and pharma companies lied to the public. They used nomenclature to change the names of things in the COVID-19 vaccines to make people believe that they were being injected with something that was biological, that was going to help their immune system fight off the coronavirus. The components that are in the vaccines are not biological. They are advanced nanotechnology that fuse with your body's cells and create new biosynthetic life forms in your body. So now we go to the Kingston report. So an evidence-based uh, med legal analysis of mRNA technologies and the dangers of rapidly growing synthetic bio uh, biology industry. A lot of this research comes from the groundbreaking work of Perrin Kingston. And, um, you know, we're the founding members of her sub, sub stack and highly suggest others follow her work. Also, uh, basically what we're finding confirms a lot of what she's found in the patents, the thousands of pages and the countless hours that she has done dealing with that. And uh, we think it's important because this is corroborating evidence. Also, what you're going to find is when we have the seminar, talk about the seminar from a professor that's worked along the DOD and DARPA, um, confirming what basically what she is finding. Yeah, and we we work with patents, too. We read patents a lot in our line of work and IEEE papers, so we can really appreciate um, what she's done. I mean, to read as much as she's read and put everything together is just really outstanding. We have done, by the way, we're just going to give a really brief overview, but we have done a full-length, hour-long video presentation that walks through this disclosure mm. of her work step-by-step -step to show all the documentation and proof and help define complex terms for the general public. That video is called No One Was Told They Were Being Injected with Electromagnetic Devices, and it can be found in the link of this presentation of our website. So just to start us off to help kind of clear up the lies and confusion, here are the words that they're using that they changed to deceive the public. And these come from all the patents and the government documentation. mRNA is software. What they call mRNA really is a software program. The mRNA are the instructions or computer codes that program the lipid nanoparticles. The mRNA injections do not contain a biological virus or portion of a biological virus. There's truly nothing about Pfizer's mRNA technology that meets the FDA's definition of a vaccine. Uh, sequences are computer-generated programming. When Pfizer refers to mRNA, they're referring to the computer-generated genetic sequences that can program a human cell to produce viruses, spike proteins, cancers, or nearly anything. 
Per Pfizer's FDA approval application, they used the computer-generated Wuhan code in the COVID vaccines. All sequences are ordered from a company called Sinobiological, which is headquartered in Beijing, China. Sinobiological manufactures and sells over 280-plus SARS-CoV-2 mRNA variants. And what they're calling spike proteins are actually lipid nanoparticle technology bioweapons. Um, they're actually the result of lipid nanoparticle technology destroying your cells. So when you take a magnetic hydrogel and you infect a biological cell, you can see that the cell is covered with all of these little spikes. This is what they're calling the spike protein. You're not infected with the virus. You're infected with nanolipid particle technology that then reprograms that cell to give off these biosynthetic toxins in your body. The lipids, uh, we're quoted in these patents, are nanotechnology. When they're called lipids, they're actually self-assembling nanoparticle technology that is fully programmable. These lipids have a cationic charge you don't find in nature. Now, cationic simply means a positive charge. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, in a couple of slides. Um, and just in general, they changed the words to fool the public. In the early publications of 2008, the mRNA vaccine technology was just called nanoparticles or was appropriately labeled as cationic polymers. Mm. The blanket application of the term lipid was applied before nanoparticle to make the technology more appealing to the masses. So this is proof that the vaccines are technology and they're not biological. And this can be found in the Operation Warp Speed contract, the vaccine patents themselves, and the Pfizer documents that they wanted to hide for 75 years. And for three generations. <laughs> You know. <laughs> I don't know what you know. So, um, and and you know, God bless the people that read through those documents because yes. oh it my. was an unbelievable amount of uh, information that was released through the the FOIA request. So, the Operation Warp Speed Department of Defense contract classifies the COVID injections not as biologicals, but as electromagnetic devices. devices. So, let that sink in. This is um, the patent titled Vaccines Technology. This is a utility patent for the COVID-19 vaccines. It literally lists the components of the vaccine as a toxin from a chemical weapon, an agent of biowarfare. Moderna's website defines mRNA as software programs, and they call their vaccine an operating system. Moderna has since redacted this info on their website after public exposure was brought to it, but you can still find it using the Wayback Machine. And the patents and Pfizer documentation explains that the components in the vaccines are nanotechnology, specifically their hydrogels, which are made from graphene oxide and fused with quantum dot technology. This technology then uses the cells of your body and programs them to make new life forms inside of you that are half natural and half unnatural. This technology is self-assembling and it's fully programmable from an outside source. So in reference to the quantum dot technology, um, it, it was, was in the injection and is what enables higher frequencies or EMF to communicate from injected human bodies. That also includes uh, Bluetooth and quantum field frequencies. 
Now, the patents, if you look up quant, uh, quantum dots, uh, the patents describe that the hydrogel in COVID injections is fused with quantum dot technology. A quantum dot is a semiconductor that creates electromagnetic field and has an electronic and, and optical properties. Uh, it can interact with light and at the atomic level. Uh, they're used in quantum computing for their quantum communication properties. Luciferis and quantum dots are basically the same thing. We wrote about quantum dot technology in our book, Forbidden Tech, back in 2017. And again, we show you the illustration of uh, lab mice injected with quantum dots in the University of Toronto experiment. And these quantum dots can be programmed to accumulate in specific specific areas of the body, uh, such as your right hand or your forehead. So think the mark of the beast. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm going to just pipe down and let uh, Hope and Devon roll here. But uh, is this also related to these MAC codes we see emanating from people all over the world? And yes. uh, even at cemeteries, the freshly dead still emitting MAC codes, you guys? Yes. Yes. The quantum dots in that are fused with the hydrogel that's in the vaccines is what enables your body to host the electromagnetic field that then emanates the Bluetooth codes. That's what makes the Bluetooth codes coming from human bodies possible is the quantum dot technology. Okay, so just one more question as we uh, keep the big picture within frame here regarding RF, microwave radiation, 5G, 6G, 7G. Is this why Tom Wheeler, the former head of the FCC, was foaming at the mouth long before the pandemic, long before any of us heard of COVID, long before any of that happened in 2020? I think in 2016, 17, he was foaming at the mouth to fast track 5G. Not to do any studies. To hell with the studies, he said. It's just too damned important. It makes yes. you wonder, is this what he was talking about? It was too damned important to the puppet masters above Tom. Yes. Um, yeah, we believe so. Because while he was uh, pushing 5G, uh, as you'll see, there are researchers that are already uh, trying to create a standard for 6G and 7G. Yeah. And we well, we'll have to do this in our next next show with you, Sean, which I hope will be coming up soon, because we've just done a comparison timeline that shows that as they were developing this technology, they were changing laws, that this whole thing was made, we believe this whole COVID agenda, and everything was made just so they can get this technology into people's bodies. So they, they've spent the last 30 years setting up this system, and it was all about this technology. And what, what's important to remember is because of the large frequency spectrum they tried to open up or opening up, have opened up for 5G, they've made it available for commercial application. And commercial, when you do that, you're able to basically hide the weapon system underneath that. That makes perfect sense. It's all hiding in plain sight. But uh, although the mainstream horror media, CNN, MSNBC, the New York Post, Washington Times, uh, Washington Post, J- uh, Bezos blog, they're not going to suss it out. But we in the alternative media, researchers like Karen Kingston, you know, Dr. Jane Ruby, you guys, so many others, uh, mm-hmm. Peter McCullough, we are sussing it out. And uh, yeah. the information is getting to the people slowly but surely, thanks to mostly at this point, Twitter, about the only semi-free platform in the world besides Truth Social and Rumble. I got to give a shout out to Rumble. All right. Anyway, I'll shut up. But uh, we are truly talking about the Depop plan here. And uh, that's what it it's is. Not, it's not, it's, it's the not depopulation just about depopulation, plan. Sean. It's, it's a it's track and trace, mark of the beast. But for those who survive, it's the mark of the beast plantation. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. Those that survive, they want to be able to control those that survive. So this is just more about um, quantum dots to give you more about what they can do. 
Um, the electromagnetic fields and frequencies that are emitted by quantum dots can cause emotional, uh, psychological, and physical disease and dysfunction in our bodies. Quantum dots can be used as neuroweapons and can cause severe disruptions to your emotions, energy, physical abilities, and your ability to think straight, so think brain fog. And this comes from the patents. Um, quantum dots functionality is based on the quantum mechanics of the Bohr particle, Due to uh, quantum mechanics, quantum dots that have been injected into humans by means of the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, bioweapons uh, can use literally can quite literally appear within the human body based on specific electromagnetic frequencies or disappear based on specific frequencies. So quantum dots, uh, these materials respond to high and short frequencies that emit blue light. At these higher frequencies, these quantum dots reduce in size, enabling them to correct, uh, connect with, receive, and emit frequencies from the quantum field. So they're able to change energy from one form to another. Now, per the 2011 book, Quantum Confinement Effect, quantum dots are able to produce electromagnetic labels um, that could be used for Bluetooth addresses inside yeah, the body right and tag organs. The use of quantum dot technology in humans is regulated. I, I know there's a regulated body for this, but is regulated by the Centers of Devices and Radiological Health, the CDHR, of the FDA, because they are electronic devices that emit radiation. And this is the stuff that's inside of people's bodies. So basically, this nanotech, it's programmed to manipulate the electrical balance in your body. The COVID injections contain cationic lipids, which are synthetic components that do not exist in nature. These cationic lipids host a positive charge, which is bad for your health, mm -hmm. that migrates towards negative electrons, which is good for your health. So what that literally means is the nanotechnology that's put into your body is literally sucking the life force out of you. You feel drained. And the creation of this electromagnetic field is probably affecting other people around you, even if you're not inject, um, injected with it. So we're, ex we're extending the physics of this. If these are positively charged particulates that emit fields, so you have, a, uh, you have this technology that's positively charged emitting a field from a positive charge, that might explain the, what are called shedding or transmission of symptoms to the unvaccinated. And furthermore, these cationic lipid nanoparticles are self-assembling and fully programmable from an outside source, which is very concerning. So Dr. Uh, Dr. Anna Mahalsha and Clifford uh, Carnicum have done electrical impedance spectroscopy testing to show the loss of human power caused by the nanotech in these shots. And they found that the power loss is commonly estimated on the order of 25 to 40% or as low as 47%. So they're basically stealing 50% of your life force by putting this technology inside of you. Do you know that I just saw, boy, I wish I had it here, I'd play it. I just saw a clip on Twitter from a man who was standing on his property and he was explaining to the audience that he's vaccinated. I think mm -hmm. he wishes he wasn't, but he said he's vaccinated. And he said uh, Sprint had just bought, been bought out by uh, T-Mobile, I guess. I'm going off memory here. And they're putting up a big 5G tower. It's going to be less than two blocks from his home. And he's going to document the effects once that tower goes up. Because he said, if Alex Jones is right, soon I'll be dead. And he said, 
I'm in good health, except for I'm very lethargic. I don't have the motivation to do anything. But beyond that, I sort of feel okay. And I'm going to document this when the tower goes up. But that just reminded me of what you just what you guys said. That is the purpose of the vaccine. They make people lethargic. They people make people unmotivated. And these are the healthy ones. I mean, this man is not even pulling clots out of his body yet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you really if you can look at this with a different lens and look at it from the electrons in your body and the positives and negative charges, then we can have a better idea of how we can help to treat some people, both vaccinated and the unvaccinated that are getting sick by being around the vaccinated people. If you just think of treating the body with an understanding of these ions. So just a, a real quick review here. Positive ions are bad for you, even though it sounds like it's flipped upside down, right? It sounds positive is good. No, positive ions are bad for you. And these things come from electromagnetic fields. Heavy heavy metals. Yeah, heavy metals, fluorescent lighting, carpets, metal, plastic, air pollution, like chemtrails, geoengineering, and also COVID-19 nanotechnology. Um, the, The bad ions cause health issues like breathing difficulties. That's the first thing is respiratory, right? Allergies, lethargy, infections, depression, anxiety, suicidal feelings, weakened immune system, brain function problems, nausea, and vertigo, just to name a few. The list goes on from there. So now negative ions. Yeah, uh, so these are good for you. They come from nature, force, uh, bodies of running water, sunlight, uh, organ devices, plants, and uh, definitely uh, health foods and supplements. They boost the immune system. They alleviate the stress. They help balance mood swings. They help with depression. They provide more energy and help with respiratory issues. Uh, they combat allergies and much more. Now, of course, you have the certain supplements like the glutathione, vitamin C, and quercetin, and drugs like that, like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. They supply the negative ions to the body. So what we're looking at, especially what's going on in the environment with, that, with people today, is we're trying to restore these negative ions that are being uh, um, uh, taken away uh, from the body. And that's why these drugs work so well to alleviate the symptoms. Uh, so they were helping restore the electrical balance of the body. Uh, so we also want to remind everyone that organized devices operate um, on on taking stray fields in the environment and turning into uh, emitting negative negative ion emission. Uh, and we believe this is one of the reasons why uh, you feel good when you have these things in the bed or your pets like to gravitate towards it when you have it around the home or when your plants grow better. It restores balance at the charge level. You know, let me just jump in. I want to say something about your products. You know, I have the sleeping pod by my bed. I also have a sleeping pod actually downstairs where I sit in a chair with my laptop so often because I do want that Mm -hmm. protection. So we can talk about that and uh, the technology behind your products later in the show. But uh, I just want to say one other thing. I just saw something the other day that made a lot of sense to me. Remember how they were trying to pull lead out of all the paints? And the excuse was we didn't want children eating the lead chips, right? Mm -hmm. The paint chips. Maybe yes. the real reason is, is that lead is a great barrier to protect us from 5G radiation. So lead paint would actually be brilliant to have at this point. But guess what? Wow. It, it absolutely would, Sean. Um, and if you, even if it wasn't, I mean, if it was lead oxide, for example, uh, if you had that, you can make a paint that would block a lot of these frequencies. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I'm just a conspiracy theorist to have that thought. (laughs) Given that these people are so damn nefarious, you know, and at every turn we find uh, we uncover more of their nefariousness, it just does make you wonder. And I I want to just say again to remind everybody that we started our our little business Mm -hmm. here uh, several years back and we, we started making these products for ourselves because we were feeling like crap. Because of the uh, environment and the EMF, and yeah. we had, and we were undergoing yes. targeting as well. 
from um from the you know the energy weapons that they're they're putting on people so these things helped us and we made these things for ourselves and then our friends and family said please make some for us too and that's how this whole business started and as i was doing all this research i was sitting in front of the computer a mm. lot and i'm sure you you yeah. know what that's like sean right and the whole time i've got my pyramid right in front of me so that i can combat you know, any EMF that's going on in my environment while I'm working. And it really, really worked, especially when I was staying up late to try to do this research. Uh, it takes a long time to put these things together, you know? Well, and at the end of the conversation, maybe we'll get deeper into the products. But just real briefly, Tavon, because it does sound like woo-woo. I know it does to my audience. I hear it even in the comments. Sometimes when I interview you guys, we go to the products and people are like, oh, well, that's just woo-woo new age stuff. They don't understand the technology. So just real briefly, how does the technology that essentially with that pyramid that was just described there by Hope, how does that work? Just real briefly. Okay, so all of our EMF protection products are made from the same composite. And it's basically layers of metal and nonmetal. So the nonmetal for us is the epoxy resin. That's our organic compound. And it's full of these um, powders of metal and crystals. And the reason why you have them in there is so that when it's exposed to an ex- a bunch of external fields from the environment, it oscillates the crystals and the, and the compounds inside. And it's based on the science of Dr. Wilhelm Reich. And he discovered that when you make, um, when you make basically boxes or chambers that had alternating layers of this metal and nonmetal, that there was an energy, a potential that was kept within these chambers. Well, that technology is advanced to making compounds that do the same thing without some of the negative effects that organ accumulators had in the past. Um, and so one of the positive things about it is that it takes those stray toxic fields and it emits a positive field around it. And that positive field has a net negative charge. And you can see that field by doing a series of experiments. Now, because this field is in volume, is in space, and it's, a, it's generally like a static oscillating field, you can't necessarily measure it, uh, measure it with traditional things, but you can use it like negative. You can use um, ion counters, sensitive ion equipment to do it. You can use um, Geiger counters to help with that kind of measurement. The Russians had to do it for their large plastic pyramid experiments. Um, but you can also use uh, replicate experiments that others have done online. A popular one is the uh, ice, ice, frozen ice experiment, where you take your Oregon sample, you put in their freezer with a glass of water, a tall glass of water. And as the water freezes, preferably you have some uh, some food food coloring in there. You get a relief of the vortex that is frozen on the inside of a star pattern, which is showing the field changing the water bonds inside. That's one of many other experiments. You can do experiments with seedlings, growing plants, um, and you know, things like things like this. Uh, you can use it for charging water. Um, but we also, but we have it mainly to basically protect ourselves and our plants and our environment. And as we get a little bit further in, we're going to show you some of the, the, the ways that technology is being used to harm people. And we feel really happy to be able to, to come up with this good technology that can help fight that bad technology that they're using to harm people. And, you know, I, I know what you say about new age woo woo. We are Christians and God gave us these ideas on how to combat the weapons that were being used against us in the form of EMF. Um, and so just want to put that out there. So we, we don't follow any kind of um, new agey type stuff. Uh, we just believe that God made these, these natural ingredients to, uh, to help us protect ourselves from what's being done. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor. There's no guarantee in any investment, so do your own due diligence. But I myself hold gold and silver. 
The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s when Nixon decoupled the dollar from gold, and the government is bent on continuing the tradition. From now until the next elections, the government will simply print as much money as they want. The last time they did so, inflation went up 9%. Gold is the one asset that has proven to withstand this type of inflation. Invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments, and this month you can get a 24-carat, one-quarter ounce gold standard coin for free. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. To help us protect ourselves from what's being done. Well, let me just say too, and uh, on your uh, website, there are videos explaining the technology in more detail so people can uh, click the link below, watch the videos to learn about the technology. But just think about what God has given us on this planet. We are electromagnetic beings, right? Yes. uh, Yes. This world given to us by God, there's a yin and a yang, right? For every action, there's an opposite reaction. And uh, the same would be true. They attack us with RF. Well, we can't see RF. Well, we can defend ourselves with God's technologies like this. And yeah, you can't see it, right? You can't see what's happening with the orgone and the pyramid, but it is combating what we can't see. Also, the RF that is attacking us. I just want to point that out. There's a yin and a yang. It's like grounding. People are starting to realize that yeah. when you take off your shoes and garden, you feel better because That's a good you're example. It's a great example because you're never going to hear about that in the mainstream horror media. They just want you to run out to Rockefeller medicine and get your next pill or vaccine. That's right. Now, before we go to the next slide, I want to just give a warning. If anybody's uh, queasy at the sight of blood, because we're going to show you some blood samples and I have an animated GIF that I had to put in there. So just a a warning for that. So let me go ahead and let me animate this. Here we go. So this is the hydrogel that's seen in the blood test. And this is, uh, this was test done by Dr. Anna Mahasha. So people's blood looks like sludge or jello and cannot transport oxygen. It's filled with this nanotech. Dr. Anna took blood from three vaccinated patients that were all experiencing vaccine injury symptoms, and she let it sit in a tube for four hours. That's all she did. She just let it sit there. She didn't put it in a centrifuge. She just let it sit for four hours. And the blood separated on its own and a rubbery yellow hydrogel plastic formed on the top of the blood. So that's the middle picture here. You can see that yellowy hydrogel programmable plastics. That's what she calls them because that's what hydrogel essentially is. The hydrogel plastics in the blood cannot be dissolved by conventional blood thinners. Uh, EDTA chelation Mm -hmm. is the only thing so far that's been shown to break down the hydrogels to remove them from the body. And this uh, video, this the GIF over on the side, this is in her lab test where she had to show how it's like rubbery. Yeah, it doesn't just break apart. It's it's like rubbery, like jello, and it stretches, you know. So this is, you know, on the way to create those um, fibrous, mm-hmm. white fibrous structures that we were seeing being pulled out of the vaccinated deceased, which I think we're going to go to the next slide. So... Yes, the white fiber structures pulled out of the vaccinated deceased. We're finally able to explain it. So we've been, we've had an ongoing investigation, just us here, you know, interviewing people and trying to figure out what's going on with these things for the last 18 months to discover the cause and purpose for what the, the white fiber structures pulled out of the vaccinated deceased. So we've interviewed uh, several main people that were involved in the analysis of these structures, including Dr. Jane Ruby, Mike Adams, and Matt Taylor. Um, in the past several months, we've found some answers 
So the COVID injection patents and other documentation explain what these structures are, how they are formed, and how they are controlled by EMF and what they are programmed to do in the human body. And we did create another full-length video that walks the general public through this entire disclosure step-by-step. And that can be found under the website um, titled White Fiber Structures Pulled Out of Vaccinated Deceased Explained. We'll just do a brief highlight of what the findings were. Okay, so um, generally these white fiber structures are soft actuators that were grown in the grown by the programmable hydrogel inside of the COVID injections. Um, now the hydrogel goes into the body and adheres to the living cells uh, and then to pull elements out of the cells and use those elements to build new structures inside the body that is half, half natural and half artificial. Uh, this process is called biosynthesis. The hydrogel is programmed to create structures that take the form or shape of human tissue, such as arteries or veins. These structures, which are bioengineered and mimic tissues and organs in the body, are called soft actuators. They can perform more diverse functions beyond those of human cells, tissues, or organs. They have been programmed to have intelligence that can direct their movement, they can self-heal and be multi-responsive to the internal environment of the person that they are inside of. The same programming also enables them to respond to external stimuli, including light, sound, temperature, and electromagnetic signal, signals or optics. Actuators as a component of a machine, uh, sorry, actuators, if you look this up, they're a component of a machine that is responsible for moving and controlling a mechanism or system, for example, opening a valve. Actuators require a control device that's controlled by a signal and a source of energy. When an actuator receives a signal, such as an external EMF, it converts the system's energy, which is taken from the human body, into a mechanical motion. This is a form of automation or automatic control. You cannot feel these growing inside of you. They've been found in the living vaccinated people who do not have any symptoms. They have been found during the course of surgery on living vaccinated people. So this COVID injection experiment has grown these soft actuators inside of the bodies of billions of people across the planet. Uh, these people's bodies, without their knowing, are now connected to the Internet of Things in an Internet of Bodies through the EMF signals that not only communicate with the soft actuators growing in veins, but can control movements inside the person's body and probably much more. So this is how they hook up human bodies to the Internet of Things using 6G, 7G terahertz and graphene nanotech in the COVID injections. The networks that hook up human bodies to the internet has just been established. This is what the most recent conferences and papers coming out of the UN and the WEF are focusing on right now. We have recently discovered a body of work that has been made public that discloses what the technology is, how it works, and what the plans are for rolling it out. While the technology is not really something new, it's been worked on since at least the 1990s, it has been kept hidden and implemented covertly for years and then recently launched in full force right before COVID because it is the perhaps it's the reason why COVID happened. 
Um, the network consists of a global grid that runs on 6G and 7G frequencies that connects all surfaces of the planet through satellites in space to the nanomachine technology that has been injected into 5.55 billion people through the COVID-19 injections. And we're going to spell that out right now. What you're looking at here are uh, pre- slides from presentations from the people we're going to show you uh, who've been working on this technology. And you have to look on the right side here on this bottom slide. These are symbols and emblems for different parts of the military, Air Force, the National Science Foundation. These are federal agencies. Yes, basically, this, yes. This is who's been funding this work. You don't get to do a presentation like the ones that these gentlemen are, have been doing explain this technology without getting the stamp of approval from all these government agencies in order to put their emblems on that presentation. Well, okay. So just to be clear, as I just discussed with attorney Tom Renz, this is government sanctioned mass murder. That's what's happening here. It's government sanctioned because they're in on the internet of all things, the track and trace system. They want to roll out essentially what China has in the United States. And that's a uh, social credit score digital ID, you're on the plantation. If they don't like your politics, you don't get to buy or sell. That's what they're all on board with. And this is government sanctioned track and tracing. But beyond that, it's government sanctioned murder, which is democide. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to introduce you to a couple of people you may have heard of, you may have not heard of. Uh, They're really famous in their own fields, but just in case, we'll tell you who these people are. And all this information that going forward in this presentation that we're showing you comes from these two gentlemen and the work that they have been doing. So we want to show you their credentials so that you understand that when they say something, yes. you should really pay attention to what what it is that they're saying, because these guys know what they're talking about. I'm not saying that they're great guys. I'm just saying that they're very, very intelligent at what they do. Um, this is Professor Ian Achildes. Yes, his last name is pronounced Achildes from the <laughs> from the Georgia Institute of Technology that has been developing terahertz communication systems for the Internet of Everything for at least the last 15 years. He's worked with the U.S. Army and DARPA and is currently running webinars for the United Nations. He set up technology research centers in Spain, South Africa, Finland, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Russia, India, Cyprus. And this is just the beginning of his insanely impressive resume. His current areas of expertise and research includes 6G, 7G wireless communication systems, hologram communication, terahertz communication, internet of bio nano things, intelligent surfaces, and molecular communications. And then um, uh, he has a, an assistant, uh, uh, come. He's a colleague. A colleague, they, a yeah, colleague they work professor colleague. And he is a uh, uh, Joseph Miguel uh, Jornet. And he's a professor of the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering and the director of Ultra Broadband Nano Networking for the UN Laboratory and is a member of the Institute of the Wireless Internet of Things and the Smart Center at Northeastern University. He's a leading expert in terahertz communication in addition to wireless nano biocommunication networks and the Internet of Nano Things. He is serving as a lead principal investigator on multiple grants from the U.S. federal agencies, including the National Science Foundation, the Air Force Office of Scientific Research, and the Air Force Research Laboratory, as well as industry. So that's the commercial aspect. 
he is a student of Ian Achilles, and they worked together for many years writing IEEE papers and creating patents for terahertz communications, wireless nano biocommunication networks, and Internet of Nano Things. And recently, they gave a joint presentation for the UN in a webinar that explained the technology that is being used today to connect people's bodies to the Internet of Things. So we're going to do our best to explain this for like the average person. The Internet of Things and Bodies is run on 6G, 7G terahertz frequencies. So yes. here we've got um, an electromagnetic spectrum and some of the devices that are run on what, what they call 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G. So you can see that the frequencies get very, very high um, as you go to the right. So the lower frequencies between 700 uh, megahertz. Yes, and yes, two, megahertz. And 2.6 gigahertz is what they're calling 2, 3, and 4G. The equipment that operates on these frequencies are things like radio, cell phones, Wi-Fi, GPS satellites, um, on three or 3G uh, GPS satellites. Now, the range above this, this 5 gigahertz and just under 100 gigahertz is what they're now calling the 5G band. And it's um, it's purely a weapon system using dangerous ranges of frequencies to bathe the public in microwave radiation. Uh, there's no equipment that only runs on 5G. I mean, there's all kinds of frequencies within that spectrum that are quite harmful to human beings and their cell, cell tissue. Now, the range above this is a massive range of frequencies. It's huge. From 95 gigahertz all the way to 3 terahertz, which is a whole other um, scale. Now, this... This is the range in which they're calling the 6G. It's the lower parts of that scale. And 7G for the higher parts. That's for the higher terahertz. That's going into from like infrared up to almost optical frequencies. These specific ranges of frequencies is what they call the terahertz band. And up till now, or prior to COVID, research for these devices that operate in this range of frequencies was blocked by government agencies. And it was considered no man's land meaning that no one with anyone with the skills that proposed working with these frequencies was shot down by government officials. Um, then now just about a year or two prior to COVID, then the floodgates opened, where it's open for researchers um, to patent for, for patents working in terahertz that had been held and were on, on hold by the CIA were, were current were suddenly issued. And literally 100,000 plus IEEE papers were written discussing the research of using terahertz band frequencies. Just in the couple of years before COVID. Think about that timing. Let me ask you uh, something, um, Tavon. So when we think about this technology, and you mentioned the CIA there, that's what triggered this thought about Operation mm -hmm. Crimson Mist and the Rwandan genocide. Mm -hmm. When the Hutus slaughtered the Tutsis, and only later was it discovered that there was a uh, airplane, a CIA airplane, uh, hovering, flying around while this war was breaking out, and one population was being manipulated via frequencies to attack, to be very aggressive, to be uh, bloodthirsty. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they made one mm -hmm. population that aggressive and another really just getting the brunt of that aggression. These machete wars where people's heads were chopped off and uh, millions of people died in a very short period of time. I just want people to know that technology existed during the Rwandan genocide. And now we've got these damn towers springing up all over our cities and neighborhoods. Yes. And so it yeah. makes you wonder what we see going on in France, for example, 
Suddenly, all these immigrants have been activated. Suddenly, they're all raging in the streets. I saw a video of a poor French man. Twitter deleted it. I retweeted it. It was one of the most horrifying things I ever saw. There's Mm -hmm. a poor French man who evidently was trying to protect his car from the cultural enrichment of the mob. And they Mm -hmm. beat him nearly to death, broke his legs. He was completely mangled. And he's sitting there dying in the street with one of his hands chopped off. So that is what's going on in France right now that the mainstream media doesn't want people to know. And it made me think of Operation Crimson Mist, Tavon. Every time I see uh, these riots break out and it's Mm -hmm. it's, um, allegedly for uh, something that had one singular event, but then you see the mob. I I, I look at the conditions of the entire city and if it's not being bathed in signals, that's causing aggression. Um, Because we know based on this science and historical events that this is well known. We know from whistleblowers that that claim to come out of these programs on other shows that say that with the right signals, it's like there's whole documents. There's probably databases on you want this person to suffer from these conditions. You hit them with these frequencies. It's it's at this point, it's it's well known. It's just it's a done deal. Um, We can't help but look at these these towers now that have the ability to hit at higher frequencies with much better resolution and better bandwidth to really fine tune the kind of results they need to cause chaos uh, in that period of time. I believe I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of social experiment happening right now, because it just seems like for that, I mean, look, people get shot all the time, um, you know, for, for, for those kind of incidents, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, um, the wrong, whatever. Um, But the whole city normally doesn't get burned to the ground. It clearly feels like there's there's other things going on there. But whatever's happening there, the media doesn't want to. There there is seem there seems to be the media doesn't want to cover it to its fullest. So this there's just something going on there. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. I'm sorry. Let me ask you one other thing, real quick. So I misquoted Deb Tavares earlier because the quote was mm-hmm. more accurately this: uh, "It can fry the technology, can fry your eyeballs." like boiled eggs, right? So the technology exists to target people. This can be weaponized. Would one have to have a smartphone in one's pocket to be targeted? Or could people without cell phones be targeted? And is the targeting so specific that maybe it's not easily measurable? So, you know, as we posit, maybe that the uh, chaos happening in France might be triggered in some way by this technology, at least in part. Is there a way for us to even measure that? I wonder. In my opinion, I still feel uh, whoever the operators are for this technology that are already in place, they still want some level of anonymity, right? It'd be kind of obvious if they started turning on a button and everyone's eyeballs started frying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you want the ability to be able to take um, very uh, um, very vocal political figures that are able to um, draw on mass attention and, and rally a crowd. They want to be able to target them and make it seem like it's an accident. At the same time, they want to be able in certain events, like maybe what's going on in France, target masses of people for their agenda to maybe try to clean up the mess afterwards, the cleanup. Um, I still think they want to have that ability also to turn down using lower frequencies for certain things or turn it all the way up to, to, to create crop loss. I mean, that stuff was mentioned by Barry Trower, um, you know, the yeah. ex-Royal Navy technician that talked about the capabilities. And that was decades ago. That was decades ago. Now these guys got um, much higher spectrum to play with. Um, yeah, I think we're looking at all the above. And all of that, uh, all those weapons, um, 
the ones that are used for the targeted individual program, all the energy weapons and uh, the, the weapons that can you can beam a frequency at a person and get their their signature frequency and lock on to their DNA and give them a heart attack and things like that. All of those weapons operate in the terahertz frequency range. That's where they all operate. So that's why um, I wanted we wanted to come back on in about a, a month, Sean, because we've got some more research we're digging up that has everything to do with this, uh, because we think that the targeted individual program that many have suffered from for decades is was the testing ground for what they're now doing to the entire population through the COVID agenda and the technology that's been inserted into people through these injections. So we we are, are going to be doing a, an interview with Todd Callender talking about this uh, very soon since he's back from his vacation. And um, hopefully we can come back with some more information to present to you and your audience about this very thing. But I did want to answer um, uh, what you asked about satellite technology dealing with that. I think a hint to that is one of our previous pro, uh times we're on like one of the previous interviews we mentioned that there was a company that wanted to provide instant uh, 4g access to cell phone cell phones anyone with a smartphone in the middle of the desert and that was basically their mission was to provide that service and they needed an earth, low earth orbit satellite that was within line of sight of the, the people on the ground with their cell phones to provide that service because they're close enough to send a high enough uh, energy beam basically to the phone. Well, you might need a device if you haven't taken an injection, but based on the science uh, with, with where they want these biosensors to be as far as emitting a signal that's strong enough to be picked up for communication into space, um, you don't need the cell phone. You, you become the cell phone. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I'll pipe down as we keep going. This is the type of research we all need to know, understand, and spread far and wide to others because you know, as I'm sitting here listening to all of this, essentially pretty bad news, I'm thinking the only way we can save ourselves is if we actually win an election and put people in office that actually care about the republic, and then we inform them, and then we get laws passed to take these towers down. I yeah, mean, we it's, we're to getting to the point where that had better happen, or we're all going to get fried. I, I certainly believe that um, uh, definitely local, um, having having local waves of, of popular movements that are able to recognize this for the threat it is and 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 uh, fix things at the local level is going to be a really big key. Yeah. Um, so now that we've uh, like identified what the terahertz frequency band is, this is the kind of technology that runs on terahertz band frequencies. The Internet of Space things, the low Earth orbit satellites that Starlink, et cetera, discussed in 2023, the UN briefing, the future of outer space governance, uh, reconfigurable intelligent surfaces, we'll talk about that in a second, pervasive artificial intelligence, network automation, and all forms of terahertz communication for the Internet of Things. This is like the stuff that runs on the lower end of the terahertz, the 6G band, but then in the higher end or what they're calling 7G, the kinds of equipment that operates there is quantum communication, quantum computers, which have been around since the 1990s, the internet of bio nano things, which is injectables in the body or the COVID-19 injections, and the internet of nano things, which is technology like smart dust, and the things that they're spraying in the chemtrails. 
So let's just define what those things are, the Internet of nano things, the Internet of bio nano things and the Internet of space things. And these images are from the presentations of Achilles and uh, Jornet, those two gentlemen that we talked to you about earlier. Okay, so we're defining the Internet of nano things. It's the interconnection of nanoscale devices with existing communication networks and ultimately the Internet. Examples of these nanoscale devices are the smart dust, uh, chemtrail components that blanket the air and land in our water supply, and nanotechnology based on uh, based products like food, drugs, cosmetics uh, that would be approved by the FDA. By the way, yeah. Right. The Internet of Bio Nano Things that's used for health applications and injected into the body, synthetic biology and nanotechnology that allow the engineering of biological embedded computing devices. This network allows for sensing data in the human body and creating within the body an interface internet. And I'm getting this wording, by the way, from the IEEE papers written by Achilles and Jornet. Okay, and then we have the Internet of Space Things. Taking the Internet of Things for networks on the ground and connecting to, connecting it to satellite-based network uh, data networks in space. So here's the big... Here's the big slip up. Here's the big disclosure here. Right. So this is uh, Ian Achilles, and he was giving a presentation. And if you want, Sean, I'll send you the clip if you want to insert we it. the audience to definitely listen to the presentation. Okay. It's 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 a really high-level um, presentation. But he actually says COVID mRNA vaccines are small-scale bio-nanomachines that are programmed and injected. So at 13 minutes and 40 seconds in the presentation, it's on YouTube. Uh, we downloaded it just in case they take it off, but it's still on YouTube. This is his quote. He says, I did a lot of research on the Internet of bio nano things in the last 15 years. This is bio nano machines that are injected into the body for monitoring of health problems. This is going really well. These COVID vaccines, these mRNAs are nothing more than small scale nano machines that are programmed and injected. Uh, bio nanoscale machines, but these are uh, uh, for the, you know, injecting into the body and uh, 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 always monitoring the health problems. And that is also really going really well, like with these COVID uh, uh, vaccines, it going, it's going that direction. These mRNAs are nothing than small scale nanoscale machines, right? They are programmed and they're injected. And I say, if you remember his resume, um, he would know. Yes. Wouldn't he? He's the, the nanotech terahertz communications expert, 6G, 7G wireless communications. He wrote the Internet of Bio Nano Things, the Internet of Space Nano Things, and he worked for the U.S. Army and DARPA and the U.N. So he would know. This is his invention, what we're looking at here on the left is a graphene-based plasmonic nano antenna. So uh, this is a antenna that was patented for, uh, that he filed. And this basically showing the surface of this antenna, which is a graphene layer. And it's taking the incoming electromagnetic wave coming from the outside. It hits, it hits the surface and it turns it from one form of energy into another. And this is like a, a special surface wave. A uh, plasma type of wave he calls an SPP wave. Plasma. On the that's surface. basically talk. That's basically the patent. So this is how graphene nano antennas are used inside the body to connect you to the internet. That nano sized antenna, which is made out of graphic gra graphene, 
Um, but they stimulate the graphene with electromagnetic waves, which creates the plasma waves across the surface that allow for the communications needed. This patent was blocked by the CIA for like seven years. So it was granted on 2017, but they applied for it in 2010. And the CIA held the patent for seven years and would not issue the patent to them. And if you look at what was going on in the world of technology, you could draw all kinds of conclusions as to why the CIA blocked the patent, but just knowing that the CIA blocked his patent for seven years, uh, because this is what they're using to get the to get your body connected to the internet. And, and by the way, he he's the one that says that the CIA blocked his patent. Yes. So I mean, we're the ones asking questions, like, how did he know? I mean, was he, he working for the CIA? I mean, he said that in his presentation. He said it in his presentation. Then he, he said after he talks a lot. He, he talks. He rambles time. about his, his, you know, his 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 uh, his per, his career. So then he talks about after 2017 when they granted it, he saw at the same time all of these other papers about graphene being released. Mm-hmm. And now what we're seeing on the right here is a chart from his colleague, um, Giuseppe Jornet. He did a presentation for the UN that was a little more um, audience friendly, and he was really excited to show everybody. Now, the, the picture on the bottom right, this biomolecule binding the plasmonic bio nanochip or nanobiochip, that's basically the same chip as this. It's the yeah. same thing. It, you know, Joseph Jornet's name's on that patent as well, right? So they're putting this antenna underneath the skin it's underneath the the tissue layers and then from there they'll use a smart band it's like probably a, your fitbit like a fitbit watch maybe right. but it's underneath your skin it's in your body and then that is then transmitting uh your information whatever they want to transmit to either your cell phone or uploading it to a cloud-based data da- uh, database so it, the, the data about what's going on in your body is read from these chips, and then, then it's transmitted to your phone, to the internet, to a cloud-based database. This is very similar. If This is an older slide um, talking about the work of uh, Mick Anderson through La Quinta Columna, where they were taking all of the stuff they were finding in the COVID injections, and they were showing, they were comparing it to scientific papers, and they were basically saying, this looks like nano routers that emit MAC addresses. This looks like nano antennas, right? Nano rectennas. So this is an older slide. This paper was really spot on. We just found exact. yes, this is true. We're, we're, we're linking in what people are finding under the microscope to the presentations that others have done. Exactly. And just got a couple more slides here to go, but we want to talk about surface area. So basically what they're doing with this antenna, this this antenna right here, it's very, very small. It's nano-sized, right? Mm-hmm. So they take a whole bunch of these and they line them all up in an array, um, both the antennas and they also have transceivers as well. And they line them up in, a, in, a, in an array and they cover a surface with them. So here is an example of that, this picture down here. Um, they'll, they'll cover a wall with it. They'll cover a building. They'll put it in trees. So this nanotechnology it, it, that they're using, it needs to cover a very large surface area in order to be the most effective. They call these surfaces reflective, intelligent surfaces. So everything is like... Coded. Yeah. With, so with the stuff. It's just bouncing all over the place, right? Um, meaning that you've got... You've got that uh, the, the terahertz frequencies are just picking up data and transmitting data everywhere. 
right? Um, the more surfaces that are covered with this technology, the more powerful the signal is. This is why they have taken, um, uh, you know, the nano antennas and transceivers and have covered a lot of surfaces with them, including buildings, trees, people, towers, particles in the air. So everything is just covered with this because of large surface area. Okay, so speaking of that, this brought us to uh, reminded us of uh, the same concept as in our orgone products, for example, where we use a lot of surface area uh, to combat this. We use powders for that reason. We want to create a large surface area that is able to absorb and transform these fields. And powders um, have a very big surface and, area. And nothing, yeah, and powders have a very big surface area as, as compared to uh, like filings or sheets. So um, there. Yeah, so we make the powders to make our products be, um, because they have that surface area. This is what amplifies the effectiveness of the orgone field that's generated from our products. Mm -hmm. The high surface area in our products creates a powerful enough field to transform the energy caused by this frequency technology. And most likely, our products are interrupting the signal grids yeah, that they're trying to yeah. establish, which is why we suggest that people grid their property with EMF protection orgone products to help fight back against this technology. And that's just... That's just our opinion. You know, it's it's based on the work that we've been doing, but we definitely want to try to break up those signals. And just our last slide here to kind of tie it all together with the satellites we were talking about in the beginning. So in, in this next slide, Joseph shows how uh, the network, this network operates in space and explains that miniature satellites in low Earth orbit are already operating on terahertz frequencies. It, you know, it, when, when, when you go through these presentations, if you're listening, you're thinking to yourself, how are you operating on frequencies that are not officially released to the public unless it's um, through probably government? And so they're all up there just watching everything or sensing, and they're just collecting data from the atmosphere. So in this presentation, he's basically saying they're, they're already up there, these terahertz sensing satellites, but they're just they're just sensing. They're just getting the weather. They're just doing surveillance. Mm hmm. Uh, and in the following, in the next slide, or in another slide done by Professor Alkides, he's explaining how all the different technologies using all the different frequencies can link together. And then you, you can have a platform that switches over to different frequencies without getting out of sync. Now, in that presentation, he's mentioning how basically uh, government came to him and asked him if they, he can create a basically a box that not only deals in a terahertz range, but will deal with all the bands. And, and that's basically backward compatible with all the lower frequencies. And um, he says, he, he mentions a, a schema on how that can happen. And so this essentially shows how they connect the nano to the satellites. The nano in your body connected to the satellites. The satellites will be talking to each other in a terahertz band, but they will talk to the ground um, with all the other bands including terahertz if the weather is favorable. And by the way, just as a side note, there's absolutely no regulations at all for terahertz bands. For these upper bands. It is a free-for-all. It's, it's the Wild West. It's the Wild West of frequencies, and all of these technologies have been done covertly, and there's absolutely like no, no regulation to protect anybody. So... Um, that's why it's been done covertly. Nobody really knows about this God. until now. Until now. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that's why Canada is now actively passing legislation to prohibit 
any information from being released or discussed or shared in social media that they deem misinformation or disinformation. They're locking down our speech to try to prevent conversations about these topics, about these technologies, about what is hidden. And part of the Great Awakening, fortunately, is that Everything they do shall be made known. The things they do in darkness shall be brought to light. And to a large degree, you guys are helping that happen. And for that, I thank you. But man, do we have our hands full. These demon creatures that run this planet, oh my God, they truly, truly want to build and are building a prison planet. They're definitely trying, Sean, an an invisible energetic one. Yeah, Yeah, and we're, we're commanded by Jesus to stand in the evil day. When all this is going on, and that's what that's what all of us are doing right now. We're standing and we're trying to get the word out to anybody who's got the the ears to hear. Um, but we also know on the good side of that, we know how the story ends. We know that this is for this will be for a short time. While all the, while all this uh, calamity is going on, it is only for a short time. This is a very complex system. There's a lot of holes in it. Uh, they have to do a lot of manipulation. A lot of countries are going to cease to exist. I mean, a lot of things are going to change on this planet. But I think uh, if you're informed, you can at least look at where the opportunities are and try to make things better uh, where you are. Is it fair to say that they still need our compliance? I mean, I know that what we've covered here in many ways is a one-way system, but really as it pertains to a central bank digital currency, a digital yes. ID, yeah. to being mm-hmm. – ins- we need to willingly submit to their plantation. So I just want to leave people at yeah. least with that much. They do require our compliance to a large degree. Yeah. yeah and, and so like when we talk, when we do these, um, uh, uh, when we do these, these uh, presentations, Sean, it's like we're, we're revealing the plan of the enemy based on what's being done in the past and the knowledge that we gain over time, because we're learning like everybody else. When we do these presentations, we, we've, we've learning too. We're learning alongside. And, and we um, always pray about the presentation too, that, that, that God can show us what, he wants us to know. So these are plans. Obviously, this is high technology. A lot of manpower has gone into this. But at the same time, you know, it, anyone who's worked with their hands, whether you're a technician or you're someone who works and you work in the city or 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 you, you work in carpentry. I mean, you, you, when it takes manpower to do stuff, um, you, you know, when you look at this stuff, you're like, well, someone needs to maintain this highly complex system. Someone needs to go out and promote to get the next recruit, recruit the next generation of engineers to continue to carry the evil torch of trying to, of maintaining this system. I see the system as crumbling. I, I think, I think that um, the reason why this can't be maintained is because it's too much. It's too much. And, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think uh, you're a victim if you don't know, and you just see yourself as a victim and, and you choose not to take any action. But if people just resist it just by not participating in a lot of this stuff or just actively doing things to make sure that they um, in their communities are uh, in some ways protected from this uh, when they realize what the threats are. Uh, for, for many of these um, programs, they're going to collapse. I don't know if you saw the article that came out about the program that New York City had for um, the, the, the digital it, passport. What's it called? Ex- uh, Excalibur? Or uh, the, the COVID passport. It, it was that, that $250 million uh, uh, plan or program. It, if it, it just basically got canned. Yeah, it got canned. They couldn't. They couldn't actually implement it. There was too many problems. Mm. Uh, um, so you, you know, these things aren't just someone says it and it just appears out of nowhere. You need the manpower. You yeah. need the consent of those who are going to be killed and tortured by it yeah. to actually go along with it. And um, so I, I'm, I'm optimistic in that regard because I, you know, when you look at how much energy it takes for these things to come about, 
it's a lot of energy. And I don't believe the idea that, oh, you can replace everyone with robots. Well, you need to fix the robots. The robots need battery and they need energy too. So, you know, yeah, yeah you definitely need, you need the consent. Yeah. You need the ignorance and you need consent. Yeah. I, there's so much fear mongering going on by the powers that ought not be. You know, they're fear mongering to us about everything except the most important things. Like we have open borders, so we don't want to happen in our nation what we see now happening in France. And by the way, if there's good news here, and I agree to some extent with what you just said there, Tavon, I think they did overreach and they overreached to this extent. The Pfizer bioweapon, the thing masquerading as a vaccine that's not a vaccine at all, has killed so many people that people like Alex Jones and even Tucker Carlson and guys like Edward Dowd have woken up to this and they're pointing the finger saying, "Okay, if you're not calling this out like we are mainstream media, then you're in on it. So now we know. I mean, we can't be gaslit anymore because we know (laughs) we know there was a depopulation plan and this thing is a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. And if you're not calling it out, then you're in on it. Yeah. So yeah. that's the good news, right? I mean, that is the good news. Hopefully, that at means- some point, these people will not be able to walk down the street. And I'm talking about people like Hillary Clinton, John Podesta. I'm talking about rhinos like Lindsey Graham, by the way, who was just in Ukraine and told Zelensky, the Russians are dying. It's the best money we ever spent. These yeah. people have lost their minds and it's waking people up in droves, thankfully. Yes, yes, absolutely. I yeah, agree. It really is a clown show. It really is. And I hope that they all get what's coming to them. That's for sure. Yeah. In this world, not just the next. All right. <laughs> That's so right. I think it might be your last slide, but take us through at least some of the products or at least tell people how they can get the products. Like I said, I have some of the products. I do recommend them. I still have a phone shield right now on the back of my phone. Uh, I'd take a picture of it, but that would be hard to do. I guess I could borrow my wife's phone and take a picture of my phone, but take my word for it. I've got a phone <laughs> shield on my phone, guys. <laughs> yeah, and we have a we have a, a nice little relationship with SGT. We want to try to support him and the work that he does. So we have a link for him. If you use this link, um, Sean gets a good commission for that uh, to help him keep doing what he's doing. So what we offer are sleeping pods, which are one of our best selling products that so you just put them in the bed next to you to help you sleep. It cured my insomnia that I used to have for years and no longer have. Uh, we have charge plates that you can use around the home. They, they can preserve food and do all different kinds of things. There's phone shields to put on your cell phone, laptop, and routers. We have pendants like the one I'm wearing for personal EMF protection on your body. Uh, we do have pyramids and garden sets. This is to use for gridding your home and your property or even your garden. Uh, it helps to... Um, make your plants grow better. We have a really nice garden here that we use our organite in. Um, and we also make some tiles that you can use to incorporate into any kind of uh, construction projects that you've got going on around the house. And so there's um, all different kinds of, of uh, testimonies on our website, tons of videos over the last six or seven years now that we've been making that explain the science behind our products um, and lots of FAQs on there. And all of our products are handmade by us in Morocco in our factory and we ship worldwide. We have shipped to thousands and thousands of customers since 2017. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. Well, I'll say one last thing about your products. I think they're great. And, uh, you know, for those who want to take a flyer on any of the products, click the link below. And I'll just say one last thing. You know, when I have guests on like you guys or Diane Kayser or others, uh, where at the end of the broadcast, I let you talk about your products. Sometimes people in the comments section will say, oh, so this whole thing was an infomercial. No, we have to support those who are willing to do the work that the mainstream horror media won't. And by the way, it was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who pointed the finger at Anderson Cooper. 
and uh, has made the suggestion or accusation that Anderson Cooper was paid $12 million by Pfizer to push the bioweapon on CNN. And that's in addition to the $12 million per year. Anderson Cooper, Vanderbilt bloodline, by the way, uh, gets paid to gaslight the American people. So standing in stark contrast to that, our researchers, real researchers and real lovers of humanity, my friends Hope and Tavon. So I hope you support them, guys. It's not an infomercial for them to be able to tell you about their great products. It's your opportunity to support them so they can continue to do the work they do. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on today. And I can't wait to have you back on in about a month. That'd be great. That'd be excellent, Sean. Thank yeah, you very much. We're, we're excited about coming back on in a month because we really do have a lot of content coming out right now yes. for everybody. We've been really um, busy working hard on making some stuff. So I'll be I'll send links to the videos to you, Sean, if you want to share them to you on your blog um, between now and when we come back on. But uh, it's been great. It's been really great. Missed you. <laughs> All right. Well, I miss you, too. And uh, thank you so much for putting together such an excellent presentation today. I really do appreciate it. Like I said, this is the science behind the Depop plan in the track and trace plan. And you guys are helping uncover all of it. And by the way, you're sparking other researchers to continue doing what they're doing. And then we all come together collectively to try to get the full picture because they want this hidden from us. They wanted this to all be hidden and none of us would ever wake up. But that's not what happens in the Great Awakening. And that's why I don't think they're going to get their great reset. All right. My guests have been Hope and Tavon, the website ftwproject.com. The links are below. Guys, God bless you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. And friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank you guys so very much for visiting us for the antidote to corporate propaganda at my three websites, thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com, and of course, the flagship site, sgtreport.com. That's where you get the real news, literally the antidote to Anderson Cooper and CNN's Mockingbird Mainstream Media Lies. May God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. So Oxitec, who works with the Gates Foundation, is releasing all these genetically modified mosquitoes and suddenly we've got a malaria outbreak. Do you know that they aerosolized vaccines? Did you know that they can do that now? These things are going to be transmitted in every way possible. How is there informed consent if you're getting a vaccine from your food or a mosquito? You're not. It's illegal. 